Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Rodolfo Young was my guest on the show recently and shared with us a time when he knew he needed to take a trip, but he still didn't go. Well, Rodolfo, I would love it if you would help us out here because I'd love to hear from you a, a, an example of a time. Let's start with when you did not follow your yes. When, when you, well, maybe at the time you didn't realize you had one, but you look back and you're like, geez, that was so clear. But I didn't pay any attention to it. Tell us what happened and what was the end result. Um, so the story that that comes to mind it's it's a really vulnerable one and and one that had a, a huge impact on my life uh, where I didn't follow my yes was a partner that I had who uh, at the time when when we were together we actually uh, she had become pregnant and then had a miscarriage. And that alone had a huge effect. And when it happened, we actually weren't in the same space. So she was in Australia. I was in Bali. And I was supposed to be heading back to Australia for the three-month checkup when the miscarriage happened. And there was so much emotion that had come up. And there was already a lot of 
anxiety and stress between us and tension that she kind of, she said, you know, don't bother, don't come. And there was a huge part of me that said, no, I need to go. I need to be there. <laughs> Regardless of whether you've lost the baby or not, like I need to be there for you, for me, for us. Uh, I need to be there. And yet I let the excuse of her saying don't come and my own fears and my own tension and my own process of trying to go through my emotions make me ignore what that yes was, make me ignore the fact that I knew that the, the right thing for me was to be there, was to go, go and, and see her. And I remember that was a, a real critical element in, in what progressed later in our relationship because we ended up each doing that process individually of, of healing and it took us both years for that to happen because we never really came together in what was a, a experience and a trauma, an emotional trauma that occurred as a partnership. And instead, we took it into individual elements. And, and it, it wasn't until years later and actually until after my first year in silence that we came together and were really able to process it together and for the first time see the emotion that each other had. So that was definitely one of those moments where I, I look back and I go, I, not with regret, but I kind of go, wow, things could have been very different had I listened and gone. Yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Well, well, let's flip this around then, Rodolfo. Let's let's take a time in, in in your life where you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. Tell us that story. Yeah. So this one, a totally different element, um, going from kind of relationships and now into a, a time in my life when I was in the military. Um, back in, in the United States, I joined the U.S. Uh, Special Operations Force uh, in the Army. And I was in that for about six years. My contract, though, was for eight years. Now, when, when you're in the, the military, you can either be active duty, reservist, or there's a final element that you can do for your last two years called IRR, Individual Ready Reserve, where you kind of take care of your own training and, and you're just on call the whole time. So you have a duffel bag at your front door and at any time you, you're called with a code word and in 24 hours you're on a plane off to a war zone. Hmm. So I had just come back from the Middle East where I was, I was on deployment and I was at the end of my sixth year so I was eligible for this IRR. And everything in my being said yes go into it because I wanted to really kind of start my own personal life and, and to come out of the military uh, mentality and, and form. And everybody was telling me that's a bad idea because when you come out of a deployment, you, you're given by law about a year where you're not allowed to be redeployed, um, at least not with the same unit. So the unit that you're with they're, they're given leave for about a year before being deployed back out. But if I left the unit to go into the IRR, I became deployable again. And my specific position, my job, my training, and my experience having already been overseas made me a high commodity. Mm -hmm. And so if I went into the individual ready reserve, 
it was almost guaranteed that within a couple weeks I would be deployed again. Yet within me was this deep intuition that said, no, you need to do it. You need to get out now. So I did against all the odds, against all the recommendations and advice. And as it turned out, about a month later, my unit, who was supposed to have a year leave, the rules changed. They got redeployed. Wow. And they were gone for another year in the Middle East. And I didn't go because I had gotten out. And I never got the call. I also really never answered my phone during those last two years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I ended up getting to finish out my college education, to start my life, to start into the spiritual path that I'm in. All because I listened to that yes and went against with all the odds and what logic and practicality was saying. And I listened to what my internal guide was saying. Yeah, that's that's such a great example, Rodolfo, because like you said, everybody outside that supposedly has the expertise is saying, no, no, don't get out. That's the worst thing you can do right now. And yet you knew it was right for you. Exactly. And turns out it was the exact opposite. Everything they thought was safe and secure wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's the old saying of, you know, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> and yet you did what you needed to do for you. And it doesn't say that would have played out for anyone else. But it was your truth. And yeah, even yeah. in the face of all that advice going the other way that, you know, most of us would buckle under. But you're going, no, I, I'm still doing this. <laughs> and turns out, like you said, it, it set you up for exactly where you needed to be today. So, yeah. yeah, great story. Thank you for sharing that one. Yeah. My good friend Jeffrey Allen joined us here in the studio recently, and he shared an amazing story and let us understand that, you know, sometimes you got to pay attention to make sure that the yes that you're following is actually the yes that you meant to follow. All right, Jeff. So... What I would love for you to do is, is help us out in giving kind of an example of how it's important to follow our yes in our partnerships. And I actually want to start on the other side of that. What's a time in your life where you didn't follow that, that guidance, you had that internal guidance system? And, you know, maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had any guidance going on. But now you look back and you're like, dude, that was ridiculously obvious. And I just yeah. blew right by it. So tell us that story. What was happening? What did you blow by? And then how did that end up playing out. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's actually easy because it's, you know, it's still kind of playing out. And so <laughs> so for me, like I mentioned earlier, my wife, when we met, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't, she could say, hi, my name is Hisami, nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. I could say, you know, Ohio, Jeffrey Allen does. <laughs> you know, I could, you know, basically the same thing mm -hmm. in Japanese. And, um, but we got together because I knew it was the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, even though our language skills have gotten better, when I when I really tune in and ask, what is it that, what's the most important thing for me? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the thing that I could, what's the one thing that I could do that would improve my happiness the most, improve my wife's happiness the most? That would like, what's the number one thing I could do? Mm -hmm. It's it's obvious. It's it's always the same. It's like learn Japanese, mm -hmm. learn Japanese because. Um, even when I think about it, it's just I get excited because if I can listen to my wife express herself mm -hmm. in her native tongue, where it's uh, 
no pauses. She can just totally be free. If I, what I see her do with her friends, mm-hmm. she can't do with me. Yeah. And like, I look forward to that, but that, um, I don't want to look forward to it anymore. I want to experience it. Mm-hmm. And so that even though I've got that time and time again, that that's, that should be my clear priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep taking small steps, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting there, but I'll focus on like, well, there's good business opportunity now. I should, I should lean into that mm-hmm. or there's other things happening. There's always seems to be something else that I could do instead. Yeah. But the big yes is learn Japanese, <laughs> you know, do what, do whatever it takes because that's, you know, that's the big yes. Yeah. And so then the consequence is it, it's really just like a loss of, uh, of opportunity like it's you know my relationship is great but it would be better it would be less stressful it would be deeper it would be easier like and I don't have that even today at the level I would like because I haven't you know I haven't quite stepped in as much as I could yeah and uh and it's it's not like I have deep regrets about it it's just that um I would like I could be experiencing that so much more right now Mm -hmm. and um and even more important to me is that the the burden that would lift off my wife and like how much easier Mm -hmm. her life would be because it's it's more stressful for her than me Mm -hmm. and um and it's like like so much i want to give that gift yeah and like but like i said i'm still kind of in it like Mm -hmm. i'm still like i know some steps i could take to get there and it's um it's just hard Yeah, Yeah. yeah Well, and I, I think you bring up a really good point, which is it's not always just black and white. Like, okay, I'm either following it or I'm not. Maybe I'm kind of dragging my feet on mm-hmm. following it or I'm finding, like you said, other things that distract me. Right. When I know that I could actually spend that time on learning the language and I would mm-hmm. get significantly further along. Right. But I'm letting this take priority or whatever because it's uncomfortable, it's hard, it's yeah. all these different things. No matter how big the reward is, it's still challenging. Yeah. So it's it's not just like oh yep I chose to follow it and it's right. done. Yeah, and it, and it's um, maybe that's part of it too because it's it's not like I haven't invested and I haven't learned. I've learned a lot of Japanese yeah. and I've you know I have I've had a tutor every week. I've you know I've done a lot. Yeah. But sometimes those things are so that I can check the box yeah. that said I put in the effort to get to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. It's not because. I did the thing that could get me there the the fastest, smoothest, or, you know, it's like my journey oftentimes is like this. Yeah. And for me, I I enjoy the journey, so that's okay, but sometimes it's worth going straight at it and and diving in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's, it's a great question. Yeah, well, I I really appreciate you sharing that because that, that piece you said about sometimes I'm just doing it to check the box off, I think we're all guilty of that, right? We're like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, I did that. Yeah, I, I did it. But if you're not mm-hmm. really in it, are you really doing it, right? Yeah. So it's like we got to get honest with ourselves. Yes, I'm actually I'm actually following my yes yeah. or I'm not. So let's flip this then. Let's, let's right. look at a time when not only did you recognize mm-hmm. you had a yes, but you, you followed it and acted on it. And what did that lead you to? Sure, sure. Yeah, just before we go to that, just one more thought that you yeah, there please. is that the uh, if you if I'm following my yes, I need to be really clear what that yes is. Yes. Like, is it yes I'm studying Japanese, or is it yes 
I'm speaking Japanese fluently with my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, because I can study Japanese forever and not learn it. Correct. Right? And, and, and again, I can check that box. But that's not actually my goal. I actually, I couldn't care less if I study it. I want to speak it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm getting out of that's debt the, or I'm debt free. That's the yes, exactly. It's a big difference. But it's... Uh, it's satisfying to feel like you're getting there, yeah. and it's it's scary to actually get there. I mean, what if I spoke fluent Japanese, and then we had more clear conversations? Then my wife didn't like me as much because <laughs> 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 she got to know me better. You'd be like, oh. And so it's there's some fear about getting yeah. to yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to hang out in that. I'm on my way to yes. Yay me. Yeah. You know. So well, and it's 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 one of those things we talk about on the show a lot of, you know. Yes only tells you what happens, like, go do this. Yeah. It doesn't actually tell you what will happen when you go do this. So there is. There's, a, there's an unknown there. Mm. But well, let, let's, let's just leave this right into the other side of mm. it. What's an example of a time when you did get that yes, you followed it, and how did that play out? Yeah, so uh, there's so many of those, so many of those. And um, yeah, for, fortunately, I've got more of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty of the others, too, but... Um, I would say the the one that's popping in my mind is it's kind of a funny one. So this actually has more to do with business than relationship. Okay. And um, my my yes was really clear that I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to move to Sedona. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's funny because it actually you were a big part of that. I was there. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> and it the yes started. It, yes to me it comes in phases. Yeah. Right. It's not just a momentary awareness. Mm-hmm. I um, if I follow my guidance, I don't know why I'm following it, where it's going. Mm-hmm. I have to say yes a few times before I understand what the heck's going on, mm-hmm. and and even then I may not get the full picture until years yeah. later. Yeah, and uh, and so that one I just I had this house in Denver, I had a job, and then I I woke up one morning and just clear as day, it's time to sell the house, put the house in the market. I was like, what? I just finished all my renovations. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I got a job here. Like, where am I going to live? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I resisted. I argued with my guides for a little while, uh, you know, like maybe a week. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on the market because I, following your yes, I'm actually really good at it. Yeah. And, um, and so I put it on the market. And I just thought, you know, it's probably not going to sell anyway. You know, I, I listed it really high. So you're checking the box. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was, well, they just said listed. They didn't say sell it. <laughs> I said put it on the market, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I can check that box. Yeah. And then, um, and then Ken, you know, you invite me. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go down. I'm going down to Sedona for this conference. You want to go? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it sounds better than working. And, and so, <laughs> and we're going to have fun. So we carpool down. As soon as we're driving down the canyon to this place I've never been, mm-hmm. clear as day, I'm moving here. Ah, now I know I had to put the house in the market. I didn't know. I didn't know I was moving. And still, my brain is going like, well, "What about my job and money and <laughs> you know all these things?" Uh, but I, uh, I just settled into it for a couple days, and then when I really decided, when I really accepted it and said yes mm-hmm. to that guidance, um, I got. It was miraculous. I said yes. I got a full price offer within an hour mm-hmm. of the time I said yes. And by a few hours later, we were under contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I had to do was, was go home, pack up, uh, figure out what I was going to say to my boss, <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and just go. Yeah. And the, the result of that move just 
changed my life. I wasn't looking to move. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Sedona. I didn't know why I was getting the guidance. But because I followed through, it, I, my whole career changed. Yeah. You know, I took my what was my passion, uh, doing intuition and energy work and mm -hmm. all this and healing, and that became my full-time career. Yeah. And it led to you know all the stuff I'm doing now that I love. I mean, it just totally changed my mm -hmm. life. And um, but a lot of people said you're crazy, especially because you know my guidance is just coming from here. Yes. Like I didn't read it in a book. It wasn't any advice from anybody. I just knew I need to do it. And yeah. as crazy as it sounds, you know, I do it. If it's if I don't understand it, if it sounds nuts, if my brain is resisting, then I know it's guidance. Because mm. if I was making it up, it would make sense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's funny you said that because I remember when you said, I'm going to move here. And we were, like Jeff said, we were driving down and it was nighttime. It was already pitch black. We're driving through Oak Creek Canyon <laughs> And we're about halfway through this, and I happen to be driving, and I'm kind of like, what are we doing getting through here? And you're like, I'm going to live here. And I'm like, you can't even see it. What, where's here? It's pitch black. What are you talking about? And you're like, yeah, I think I'm, this is where I'm going to live. And I'm sitting there going, what is this based on? How can you buy you, you yeah. it? We're actually not in town yet, and we can't see anything. Yeah. What are you basing your decision on? And it was clearly, uh, yes, it wasn't anything physical around you. It was like, oh, yeah, this this all ties together. Yeah. And, and I, it's, it's funny because as much as I like using my mind, mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, I, it's not a good tool for making decisions, in my opinion. It's like, I like to kind of joke and say, well, I'm going to have to make a decision before I think about anything. You know, because, <laughs> <laughs> because if I think about it, I get really confused. I get all these ideas and, and like, you know, I, I imagine all these possibilities and, and outcomes and stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't need that. I like yeah. almost everybody, whether you think you're intuitive or not, you know when there's a yes in front of you. Mm -hmm. They're not always there. It's not like every day there's this big yeah. yes to step into. But when they're there, you know whether you're scared or not. Like, you know yeah. And it's, and uh, I just made a commitment to myself. I'm just going to go for all those and just see what happens. Yeah. Just because, you know, it makes life interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Great. Well, thank you for sharing these stories. Yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, it's easy to get me to tell stories. I love it. <laughs> so especially telling stories with you. So Thanks. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. 
so follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.